if you want some of these movies, you're gonna have to get them on DVD <laughs> and buy them. The point is, go watch Jean Claude Van Johnson. You would think it's hilarious. It's you know damn well none of us will yes, watch that. Yes, you should. <laughs> Good people who have traveled from villages near and far, lend me your ears. Hello, hello, anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up? What's up? Hi there. Nice to see you. Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Hello, West Man Tooth. Hello, evening news team. You are now listening to another edition of the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Welcome to the Goody Room. Their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. I am your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me today is Shane Kronikin. Hi. Took him a minute. You, <laughs> you was, went the reverse order. He was in the middle of texting. Come on. Well, I'm sorry. Brent Fruget. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, so funny. Shocked eyes. And Matt McNeil. Oh, hi. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. You guys are hilarious. Aaron and Carnican. Hello. Oh, you ruined it. Yeah. And Mike Lucas. Hi, Mike Lucas. <laughs> you should have waited 10 minutes. Yeah, just awkward <laughs> silence. Just don't say nothing. Yeah, 10 minutes Nobody of silence. Dead air. That would have been great. Uh, that would terrible. Great show for you guys. That's what we have. Don't know why I said it like that, but I did. Uh, we got a gay... We're gonna get a... What movie was that? We're gonna get a... We're gonna get a... That's all, folks. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, Charlie, Charlie said, we got a gay, and then panicked and tried to cover it up. No. No, no you did. No, I'm gonna... All right, we'll put in the elevator music, because we got to go back and listen now. We're gonna get a gay. We gotta get a gay. <laughs> Still crying over here. I still am. That was pretty funny. Oh goodness, we have a great show for you guys today. Are you sure? We are wonderfully sure. Uh, we're gonna get into. Uh, Do you remember the movie? Yes, a review of Star Trek. But we're what doing do we a, have? a top five list from Matt McNeil. Thank you. Remember, continuing the theme from the last two weeks. Right. Remember, I do this. I do remember this now. Oh, my stomach hurts from laughing so hard right now. Uh, so let's let's just go ahead and kick things off. Matt McNeil, read us your top five that has changed a hundred times in the past two minutes. It, it, it really has. Uh, I was sitting here uh, during the Magic Mike review, and it changed. And now Magic yeah, Mike's Mike on it. No, no, it's definitely not. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same same format that Mike did uh, last week, and I'm gonna start at my number five and go down to number one. Uh, so number five is coming in, uh, Alien. That's solid. I love that movie. Uh, I was thinking about putting that on mine. It's it's one that I can watch a million times and it'll never get old. Um, my number four pick will be Jurassic Park. That's another movie that I absolutely love. Yep. Which one? The first one. Jurassic Park. Hold the only on one that butt. matters. He said Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like Jurassic Ju- Park 2 or Lost World. No, just Jurassic Park. Park. <laughs> the only one that matters. Sorry, I got a little angry there. Uh, my... <laughs> My, yeah, calm down. <laughs> Sorry. My, I'm all hopped up on Mike and I. You know? My number, my number three movie uh, is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, Ooh, I know over I, Raiders. Uh, a lot of people prefer Raiders. I prefer Crusade. I uh, don't. 
I won't hate on that. I love them both. It's 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 like a coin flip day to day, but usually it, it ends up being Last Crusade. Can I stop you right here? And who wants to make a guess about how many Star Wars movies are in his top two? Uh, six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say two. <laughs> no, I I told you guys last week I was gonna limit it to one Star Wars movie. Okay. So Still don't Phantom Menace. Star Wars definitely not one through seven. No. Four no. through seven. Uh, so my number two is probably the most difficult one um, because that's it. Just depends on the day. Right now, my number two movie is probably The Witch. Um, the Witch. Yeah. Because that movie's fantastic. I'm so excited for Anya Taylor Joy's career because, from what I've heard, she's excellent in uh, Morgan, and I kind of want to see it just to see her performance. Because everybody who's seen it has said she did a really, really good job, and that excites me. How long has she lived in Oregon? What? You said what? She's, she's excellent in Oregon. In Morgan, with oh. an M. This is just Ma a terrible, Oregon. Terrible joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was uh, not even a joke. Skip it. Yeah, not even a bad joke. Also, it wasn't a joke. What? Also, uh, I'll, I'll put in more elevated I've heard that uh, Jordy Scott, or whatever his name is, uh, shoots action really well. So that's reassuring to hear. Maybe I'll watch it then. Um, and then my number one movie, and this will never change, it's always going to be my <coughs> favorite movie of all time, is The Empire Strikes Back. Episode 5. Yup, the best one. Yeah, I figured I, if you pick one Star Wars, it has to be that one. Oh, absolutely. I honestly thought I would disagree with your list more because I we don't always see eye to eye on, on the movies. Krampus. Well, Krampus and, was uh, great. I, I, it was <laughs> Krampus... It, it's hard. It, uh, Kramp I would put Krampus in a top ten, but not a top five. So what about a top six? I'm I'm more concerned. Maybe. What about a top five Christmas themed horror comedies? Oh, then it would be uh, <laughs> at number one. Okay, I'm sure that makes the cut at <laughs> some point. Uh, I mean, there's really only a list of like three, right? Yeah, Gremlins, so, Gremlins, Jack Frost, and Krampus. What's Frost? Yeah, the the serial oh, killer one. I know one. what yeah. it is. It shouldn't make any even that specific world's list. Most, it shouldn't. World's make. most pissed off snow cone. <laughs> <laughs> what about the one where the I think it's called Jack Frost, where the snowman comes alive. What is that? Michael one? Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Is oh, is Jack that Frost? the family friendly one? Yeah. Yeah. That's not no, a horror. That's a horror one. No. Snowmen die. <laughs> I guess if you're a snowman. That's, that's a, a murder. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the one where the the serial killer gets like infused with a snowman from some kind of like toxic waste. This gunk is sounding oddly familiar, like a cross between. It was like Superman a, it was a and super, Jack Frost. It was like a super cheesy B horror yeah. movie in the '80s. I think it wasn't in the '80s. Was it must have been in the '90s then? Yeah. How are there bees if it's snow outside? Oh, oh my gosh, goodness. Mike. Go he's, home. He's, yep. ah! he's it's like uh, it's not even bad jokes. It's just not jokes. No, run, runners stupid. up for my top five list were Krampus, Clue, oh. UHF. Oh, see, I would have hated because the you and that list. No, because like I didn't. Now he just hates you. <laughs> now just you. Your you list know, and is I fine. and I I hate you too, Shane. But it, no, my my top. It just depends what I'm in the mood for that day. It just depends. My top five list changes every day. Well, I agree That's with a, your top five. That's yeah. pretty solid. And that's, that's that's today. Kind of the the, yeah. the thing about top fives is that they always ever changing. Just, yeah, absolutely. Like so before I watched Magic Mike, who who knows now? now it's his number now one. A number one movie is set in stone. <laughs> set in stone, huh? Yeah, like stone, stone hard abs, and butt talks. 
And hands? <laughs> what, is, it just, is it just like a, a gold? I was going like with Mad Mike. Mad, mad, mad Magic Mike. <laughs> mad Mike. <laughs> mad Mike Fury Road. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about MIB Tom 23 Hardy's crossover. In this, one. this is a crossover yeah. I want to see. Dude, let's make that one. Does it, let's not. <laughs> oh, Ever. Yeah. Please. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do for the rest of the day. Yeah. Great. We just gave Hollywood no, a listen, billion Nobody wants to idea. not see us strip in the desert. <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to see that. Nobody doesn't not want to yeah, see nobody that. Nobody doesn't not want to not see that. Wait, that's it's, so many. I don't know where we're at now. So, point is, we have been doing top fives for a few weeks now, and next week we're going to bring you another one from Brent Fruget, as well as a group consensus. Have we decided the subject? Yeah. I think top, top five guilty pleasures. That's right. I forgot it. So, yeah, look for a top five from Brent Frigier of his favorite movies of all time, as well as a Guilty Pleasures top five. My favorite five. movies of all time for that day. Right. For that day at that point, at that yeah. hour. Because I know I wrote mine like 10 minutes before show. Yeah, mine's going to change while I'm giving you the list, probably. <laughs> he's he's going to be like, yeah, I'm, so I'm having Independence Day on there at number three. No, wait, I'm going to move that to number two. And then, you know. Pretty much. Yeah. But not Independence Day. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, I like Independence example. Day, but what? How do you not like Independence? Day? I do like Independence I mean, Day, how... just not on my top five. Dude, that's on my top five twice. It's not. So, also in today's See, they're show, not jokes. They're just that's nothing. fine. That's fine. Uh, so, is it time to move on? Yeah. Please. So, so Star Wars, right? That's the movie we're reviewing. Mm-hmm. Star by Wars by J.J. Abrams. Trek. Yep. No. Star Wars Trek. Is that the <laughs> Star Trek Wars? The <laughs> Trek through the stars. Star Trek, I like to call it. Star Trek. All right, so this is the movie from 2009, not any of the original series from like forever ago. From forever ago, like because there's what from any the, of the there's can only be one original series. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm not familiar. It's with not this. any of the ones with well, Kirk, like and it's, it's not just, any of the no. ones with well, Picard. Actually, it well, it's is the new with one Kirk. with Kirk. <laughs> it's not. It's not uh-huh. Shatner, and I'm the one not confusing. It's things. not. It's not. <laughs> I, I don't ever okay, call him. Star I don't ever Trek call 2009 him, movie. I don't ever Great. call him Will Will Shatner. I just call him Kirk. Right, so this is Star Trek from 2009. It is not one of the twoest uh, new ones. It's <laughs> <laughs> not one of the twoest. Yeah. It isn't. He's right. It's not one of the twoest new ones. What is going on right now? My goodness. So, what's up, dog? What? How hard is this to just... Can't you say it's like, it's the original of the newest trilogy? Or it's Star Trek from 19... Or 2009. (laughs) Now I'm getting confused because of you. See, no. It's spreading. We're just going to review this and you guys figure out what movie it is. I think I'm purposely making it we, difficult to... We to, all just watched a different so one. So this is the one starring idea. Daniel Craig, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> is there one starring Daniel Craig? No. no. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh my god. Uh, this one, the brass James T. James T. Kirk tries to live up to his father's legacy with Commander Spock, keeping him in check as eventual time-traveling Romulan creates black holes to destroy the Federation one planet at a time. No commas in the end of that sentence. There should have been, I think, at least a dash or something to break that up. Usually there's a period or something at the end of a sentence. <laughs> well, no, the way it was written, it, it made it, it made Spock seem like he was the vengeful time-traveling <laughs> Romulan. Exactly. And then it, it, to black holes to destroy the Federation one, like Federation, no. comma, one planet at a time. Something like no, that. No, that'd be a comma splice, Mike. Well, great. 
point right. is, the film was directed by J.J. Abrams, written by Roberto Orsi and Alex Kurtzman. I don't know why that, I tried. That name is Roberto, <laughs> not Robert O. <laughs> I thought he said rubber toe. <laughs> it stars Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Leonard Nimoy, uh, Eric Bana, Bruce Greenwood, Carl Urban, Simon Pegg, Zoe Saldana, John Cho, uh, Anton Yelchin, and that's pretty much it. Am I missing anyone big? Dude, ben Cross? I feel like we should... Winona uh, Ryder's in there. Yeah, What's up she is. Uh, we should apologize to our listeners and explain that apparently these double as your reading lessons. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? <laughs> what? This is how to not read. Brought to you by I Mike Lucas. I did so good right there. That's not even the right movie. <laughs> you just clicked on the third one. It didn't come up. Anyway, okay. Point is, we're <laughs> reviewing Star Trek, the original of the newest series. 2009. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. It got a 8.0 on IMDb, and it has 95% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. 8.2 was their rating, and audience gave it a 91%, giving it an 8.2 as well. See, and, and 95 might seem high. No. But all that means is 95 thought it was better than average. average. Yeah. So I, Which I it is. That, yeah, that meant. Which it and is. And oddly enough, the average rating from users and critics is identical. 8.2 out of 10 from yeah. both users and, or whatever, yeah. reviewers and critics. And this this Has made my top five. happened before? Yeah. I don't, I mean. There was one movie I, that I think they were both like. I know there have been some that, that are pretty close, high. but to have them be the exactly the same. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it's anything we've really paid attention to. Uh, this movie, I requested it, or selected it, because I, it's on my top five, and I, I just really wanted to watch it again. Chris Pine is slowly becoming one of my favorite actors. He's good. Not yeah, slowly, I, after, after seeing Hell or High Water in theaters twice, because right. it's that good, I was really interested to see this one, because at the time, he when he did this one, he right. was basically an unknown. It's like they just they chose him to carry the franchise as James T. Kirk. That's a huge undertaking. Right. I, I was, like, I, I when he said that to me, I was like, no, he had been in other things. Well, the only thing I can think about that he was in before this was uh, Smoking Ace. Right. Yep. Yeah, as, yeah, as, as a, a as character actor. As an unrecognizable actor. role that nobody even would know was him unless they Until after they saw Star Trek. Like, oh, hey. Right. It's the new Captain Kirk. Yeah, and so I was I was oddly surprised to, to have them just select this relatively nobody for. It was a good James choice. Ty- I, good choice. I love him as Kirk, um, but yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, so let's let's uh, first initial thoughts. Uh, how many times have you guys seen it? I've seen this plenty of times now. Yeah, this has got to be a lot more than five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've seen it that many times, but I've seen it multiple times and. So I mean, okay. it's a movie I've enjoyed each time. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it three times. Yeah, I think same with me. I think I've seen it three. Uh, okay. And this might make my review a little different than all of yours. I have not seen any of the previous movies, any of the previous Star Trek TV series other than uh, the original, and I haven't seen the sequels to this one. So I'm not a big Trekkie, but I saw this one a few times. I saw the second one. Hated it. You know, the second one's not nearly as yeah. good. But Third as far as, like, really the good. shows and stuff like that, it's probably only me and Shane who have actually seen those. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the show. 
so everybody everybody knocks, and I know we're not reviewing uh, Star Trek Into Darkness, but everybody knocks the second one because it's awful. Because it do- it doesn't feel like Star not Trek. Awful, but just not as good. It's I mean it's it's just it's exactly what this one is. It's a sci-fi action movie, and it's fine as a sci-fi action movie. But neither of these good. neither of these movies feel like Star Trek. That's a, I will give you that. I, that's why I I'm gonna have a hard time rating this because I'm rating it. You have to see this as what it is. They're reimagining Star Trek, redoing Star Trek for a broader audience yeah, and a younger and that's, audience. That's why it's rated so highly, but that's why I brought up that I haven't seen any other Star Trek other than the original series. And this is so far from that. The the original series was a smart, slowly paced sci-fi about them solving problems from place to place, planet to planet, whatever. This is a pure action sci-fi. Right. And so I want to bring up the point that since even though it's the same characters, it's a completely different storyline. I think that was the genius of this is they came up with a story that made sense and allowed them to... And allowed them to start over from scratch to do what they want without which is my problem with the second one I don't want to review that one now but this the whole point of this first one was to restart Star Trek so they don't have to adhere to what has been done and then they just went back to what has been done right so it kind of like that defeated the purpose of this one but yeah this was a good logical way to start from scratch right um and so I, I I've talked to you about this a lot. You don't like Kirk in this edition. Uh, in the second one, I don't like him. I like him in this one. Is it because of magic blood? It's That has a lot to do with it. <laughs> uh, I like him in this one because I can understand why he he's just becoming captain. He's not good at it yet. He's not a leader yet. He's not good at much yet. Yes. In right. this movie. And then in the second, I feel like he got worse in the second, after watching this again, well, he got worse. Um, it's been a while since I've seen the second, but I, I hadn't really thought about this. So in this movie, they, they basically say the timeline has been changed and he grew up without a father because of the Romulan. Yeah. Right. And so, a lot of the gripes that you've had in the past, as far as I can remember, is that he's too much... Like, Kirk in the TV show was calculated. He knew what he was doing. and He, in, was, he it, was a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants uh, like he is in this movie, but he was also a leader. He was also well, right. a captain. See, and th- this is an interesting thought. If he didn't have that father figure growing up, he's not going to have... Or he might not have the, the same leadership skills. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're... And that's what I think the genius of it is. It's also not genius one. to make some guy... If he's not a leader, he can't be the captain of right. a starship. He's a captain. Oh, I know plenty of leaders that aren't fit to be leaders. True. I can't... I, yes. <laughs> you know okay, what I'm saying. But yeah. we're talking about James T. Kirk. <laughs> well, we're talking about a different captain James of T. USS Enterprise. I get it. And I, I have no problem with right. him being that way in this movie because... He grew up being right. a drifter. Or but what, he should know. have progressed from here to he the He should movie. have progressed having been a captain. He's, he has innate leadership skills. You can see that. They just don't go anywhere with it in the second. Right. So, and I, and I, I think... In the second one, he openly admits 
that he has no idea what well, he's doing. We're not reviewing the second one. I know, I'm I know, reviewing I know, this one. I know. But no, that's and that's that's kind of what I just want to bring up the character as a whole. Um, that's because uh, I just I thought of that today and I was like, that's that's kind of interesting because. Well, having not seen the second one, I don't, I didn't really like this Kirk because it just seemed like he stumbled his way through everything and like, he just gets beat up a lot and people save him and he does nothing very much. I don't know. He makes some jokes. Which, He's the one that sets in motion them going back and defeating him. Yeah. Okay, because, I don't know, it, it felt... I didn't like that either. Like he's he's the only one that's like, hey, this is what needs to be done, and then they only support him when he they might have, not have been the only one thinking yeah, that he was the know. only one to go so far as insubordination to Captain Spock. Right. I'm sure others thought that. Point is, I think is what we're trying to get at is this, it's an original storyline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I give him credit for it. The story itself, I have no issue with. It's some of the characterizations that okay. I do and some of the kind of... You say that it was a good way of putting all of the same characters into their this new situation and kind of a reset button, but it just... <laughs> I was kind of laughing to myself because they kept every 10 minutes as they would be like, oh, this guy died now. Yeah, they <laughs> now didn't the get very creative with <laughs> how like, oh, they no, got our, onto our comms guy died. Let's put you or her, uh, whatever her name is. And then, oh, medical guy's dead. Bones, you're up. And then, oh, captain's yeah, gone. You're up, Kirk. That did kind of seem a little choppy. Yeah. I honestly didn't mind it, though. Like, there was bad exposition throughout the entire movie. I will wholeheartedly uh, just say that. Like, when Scotty's running around and he says his iconic line, I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. But it worked. You know what I mean? Like I, That was my, my thought watching this again. I had seen it a bunch. <clears throat> but watching this after I saw Star Wars, J.J. Abrams' Star Wars, in this movie he does do a lot of fan service that if you've watched... If you've watched, if you've watched, yeah, uh, you want to clear that flame yeah, out, yeah. please. <laughs> if you've watched any of the Star Trek series or the old Star Trek movies, there is fan service in this movie, but it's natural. It's not. It right. does not feel forced. Like, oh, hey, let's just plop this in here for no reason, like he did in Star Wars. Uh, and we're not arguing they, about Star Wars in they, this episode. I know. They did, I know. They did. I'm just making a comparison that, yeah. that this is a fan service, but it's done. Natural. They right. did kind of shoehorn Letter Nimoy into it. Well, I thought I don't think that was shoehorned at all. Well, I thought that was, that was one of well my done. Comments. Yeah, one of my thoughts on the whole movie is that they managed to bring Leonard Nimoy in without it feeling dumb. Yeah, they didn't yeah. force it. It just was it, there. It. He I don't know. It felt silly to me. The same thing that the whole ro- the uh, Romulans yeah, came no in. No kidding. So it's a not time like traveling just movie was there. There were there was a reason for him. The entire yeah, sequence the of events was set in motion because him. of him, and it's explained very well in the film. Yeah, I there was no fan service here that I felt okay. They're just throwing right. that in to throw it in. It it felt like it was part of a bigger story, just not part of separate fan service scenes. Yeah, for sure. And although it is while we're on talking about the story, although it is just the pure summer blockbuster popcorn action movie. Whoa. It is. I give him credit for trying to come up with at least a reasonably complex story. Well, no, I just... mean, if you're, if you're calling it just a, just a summer blockbuster, wh- I'm not going to say it's not, 
but look at the plot of this versus the plot of Fast Five. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to get at. The the story is a lot better than what you expect, but it still is kind of an is over the, the top popcorn movie. Yeah, <laughs> especially for a Star Trek movie because it's not explosions. And certain and scenes like that, that it there were certain scenes that it felt like were put in because they're saying, okay, this is a summer blockbuster. We need to put more action. Right. And there were scenes that I don't think necessarily fit the whole movie. The tube scene where uh, Scott right. is in the tube, the running from the monsters on the planet. There was yeah. just se- small portions that were like, okay, we need action. Throw in some excitement. Throw in some CGI. Well, and and we the story itself did have some dumb moments or plot holes, whatever you want to call them. But I don't know if they necessarily were. Did, does Vulcan planet not have any form of military are they completely peaceful peaceful yeah they have no emotions they have no reason for war yeah war is illogical okay not to other people if they want to kill them (laughs) that's true that's illogical so uh, logically you would want some way to defend yourself but i guess well dude they have vulcan death groups you you remember that one where just okay i'm sure they tried that on the ship my point is that (laughs) my point is that that (laughs) when the big drill came down to drill into earth the same drill that drilled into Vulcan, all they had to do was shoot it with one little blast from a ship and the entire drill was busted. They thought it was a natural disaster. What do you mean? I, I don't know what the I The Vulcans didn't that. think... That's the a, Federation thought, thought it was Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. What I'm saying is, like, the, was there... There's nobody out there around Vulcan? I don't know the Star Trek lore, but... They were busy in the libraries and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, if you, I just didn't know if the Vulcans the... didn't have a ship that they could just well, fly up there and shoot this drill once. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you don't hear a whole lot about Vulcans flying around in ships. That's what <laughs> I'm asking. I don't know if that's a plot hole or if I think it's just the Federation dumb. is there. I guess yeah, if you have warp speed, wars, the yeah. Federation can get there to to defend. Yeah, them. The, isn't the Federation like everybody's military? Or that's something? within yeah, the Federation. The, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So all the federation. Yeah. There's not like individual yeah. militaries, like they're just all together. Yeah. It's like okay. Earth. So maybe that's not necessarily a plot hole. It seems kind of dumb to me. The second is, they tried to say that this giant Romulan ship was just some kind of a mining workers vessel? mining vessel drilling ship. How is it shooting like the universe's most powerful weapons at these guys? Well, the was red it matter. outfitted for war? No, they they well, explained that the kind of with the red matter. The red matter destroyed yeah, planets. That, that I'm talking about the missiles about, and yeah, the, the torpedoes, the torpe- and whatever they're shooting well, at the Kelvin. Yeah, I don't like. They don't really explain it in this movie, I guess. But if you know about Star Trek, the Romulans were always kind of like war type. Okay, people. but not on a mining vessel. Come well, on. No, I know. I'm just. But if they're harvesting valuable items and stuff like gold and diamonds, they might want to uh. protect that with. Uh, okay. Bombs and explosives. That's and he had 25 years. Maybe he, uh, maybe like Made Exhibit pimped his ride or something. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Okay, <laughs> you're probably, that's probably it. Space you want exhibit. a TV? I'll give you a TV. Right. <laughs> you want a TV want... on your torpedoes? It's <laughs> the worst Exhibit impression yeah, I've ever heard. I don't heard. know what he sounds like. <laughs> right. He said I'm more like DMX. Okay. okay. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> he was a guest star on one right, episode. So my point is, as complex as you might want to think the story is, it's still... Kind of silly, and it's definitely a popcorn movie. Yeah, they're, they're it's gonna, silly enough to be fun, though. I yeah, think I think you need an element of silliness. Yeah, to be they're fun. also gonna yeah. throw stuff in there like that because it, like you said, it is a summer 
blockbuster movie and like how long was this movie i don't even remember about two like, hours yeah like what are you gonna do spend 10 minutes explaining why they have torpedoes nobody really cares right. yeah it would help i mean it <laughs> no, would help I mean, but i mean most well, people don't. you didn't read the novelization <laughs> of the movie no no most people just don't care they're just like uh well right. whatever yeah he's a bad guy he's got missiles i yeah. buy it I was wondering the same thing. Like, why does this... And I, I was like, I don't care. At first, it's I bad thought, guys, they got missiles. Well, yeah, but it's kind of hard to get past because the whole time I'm like, they keep saying, oh, the most advanced, whatever, whatever. I thought it was some kind of warship. And then he's like, oh, I was a miner. This is a mining ship, whatever. And that's what I was like, what? Keyword, what? Keyword here was... He was a miner. He's not anymore. Yeah, now, now he's, he's over 18. Now, now he's <laughs> a weapons engineer. Jeez. Anyway, so the story is... I give him credit for trying, and it's not just some dumb, nine. mindless action movie, but it still kind of is. Uh, on that note, I will say, giving them credit for using how much lens flare that they did. I loved all My of it. There was a lot. God. Are you kidding, Mike? I hate J.J. Abrams so much. Aside from the lens flare, this was a gorgeous movie. Right. right. The thing about so the lens flare is, like, every once in a while, some of the stuff kind of made sense, but then he threw some in there that or was like, even, what is Even that in action scenes, for? okay, Dude. sometimes. I'll, but I Dude. stopped the movie. I paused it, and I said, I hate JJ, just two people having Dude. a conversation, yes, and the entire no need for that. frame was yeah. filled it with was, lens flares. He was choking, uh, Spock was choking out Kirk yes, towards the yeah. end of it, and like, what? where are they getting this lens for? Like, are the buttons on the consoles that bright? Like, when they took the one ship and they showed the back of it, that made sense. Right. Mm. Spock choking them out, why? Why? <laughs> why is that there? Yeah. Dude, can, and all over the place. Sorry. Can, 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 we, can we talk about Spock for a moment? Because I, for one... I'm not a hundred percent on board with casting Zachary Quinto. I'm I'm with you. I don't think it was Quinto. I don't think it's Quinto. Yeah, I don't know because my casting. biggest gripe with these new movies is Spock. I Way love Spock. Well, he and, is not. And I I love Zachary Quinto, but I don't think it works in the Star Trek movies. I don't think it was his fault. He's he's better he's better as a villain, and when he's not a villain, he just seems kind of stale. What See, I don't, I don't mind the casting. I I I, I think it's a, the movie just because Spock, like in the TV shows, I know they're they were going away from the TV shows, but Spock in the TV shows, he did show emotion sometimes every once in a while, and that made it so much more powerful when he did have show emotion. This like he's always emotional in this movie. And can yep, we talk about how awful the decision was to make him the him and Uhura the love story? Why is Spock the uh, love story? I was because uh, I don't know. That was one big big problem I had was Spock because, like Brent said in the original series, Spock has emotions, but most of the time has them under control. And when you see the little glimpses of it, it's it's effective. That's, in this one, it's just completely lost he has emotions from scene one yeah and that's the thing with it, Vulcans is they do have emotions they just suppress them that's their culture he just didn't well and I think alternate alternate timeline dude alternate universe I, but not you can't much just use that to explain you, you away can use everything. the alternate timeline but not much yeah, change with change him until, until Vulcan exploded nothing really changed with Spock well, because he didn't lose his dad when he was a kid. He didn't lose his mom well, when he was and, a kid. And Leonard Nimoy was feeling the same emotions of losing his planet as Zachary Quinto, and he portrayed that in a way that was Spock. -like. Yeah, that's what that's I kept thinking. Well, he's right. been Spock yes, for No, I know, years, I get that, but this, but I think that was that was my my right. biggest gripe with this movie was uh, Spock. And I'm not 
defending it because Spock is by far the worst part of the movie. I'm just saying. No, well, maybe it's an alternate timeline, dude. Things get a little bit wonky. Well, the alternate timeline doesn't change their culture. I don't know, man. Things and get that, a little bit wonky. But that's what I was. <laughs> that's what I was saying. I get that they use this ultimate timeline and they try to adjust some of the characters and how they were. But like with Kirk, it made sense. Right. But with Spock, it doesn't make sense because yeah, I, I he don't didn't. Know. Sometimes it get a little bit wonky. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonky, but yeah. It just Can we have that be like, like voice in the back of our heads or something like that? Like little devil on the shoulder. Jeez. Oh, this. Uh, <laughs> Aside from the lens flare, this wasn't this movie nominated for an Oscar for special effects. I don't for know. most lens I, flares. <laughs> I, I don't As, even say aside from the lens flare. It's a well directed. No, movie. I'm not saying directed. He said it's it looks, a. It, it looks, looks amazing. Cinematography was kind of kind of weird. There were some kinda camera weird. shots that were a little bit wonky. Yeah, oh, when, when he maybe goes in the, the alternate universe. We're <laughs> <laughs> off the cinematographer. <laughs> when he's like in front of the, the, the Vulcan high council, high council it and starts crooked for no reason and rotates and that's up. What, what, I what are we me, doing That's what I mean. Here? In yeah. one shot, they, it was like they were showing the U.S. Enterprise, USS Enterprise, but it was upside down. And it's like, that's not Necessary. That I don't mind. The okay, space there is no I don't up mind. in space. Yes, I right. get it. Okay, but I we still that. like to see them in right side up. Indoors, right. there's gravity. There's a floor. Let's use that as a base right. for our camera. And work. when Uhura was... Whatever her name. I can't pronounce Uhura. it. Uhura. 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 She's running through the hallways, and every time she turns, the camera's like tilting one yeah. way and then the other. And it's Well, uh, and like some of the shot reverse shots were really, really tight on their faces. And I get they're trying to show emotion, but you don't need to. you don't need to be like, like mouth open is almost at the bottom of the well. That's the lens of the camera frame. A lot of action movies when they do have a scene where it shows emotion, that's what they do now. And uh, well, right, and it's it's not necessary. Like, the uh, the action. Speaking of action, I thought the action was not shot very well at all. Did you just say action? Speaking of the action, I thought the action. Well, yeah, was I said action. action so yeah, speaking no, of action, action. In what in what way? Uh, there were, there not, was not the space Abrams action. Way. The space action outside the ships, I thought was fine. The shootouts, the fights, the that action, I thought was not good. I I was actually very impressed with uh, the fencing. Uh, what is this, John Cho? What is that? Was it this thing? That had Hulu? certain shots that were good, yeah, but Hulu. as a whole, and then it was they zoomed bad. out and he's like spinning around with his sword. Is that's not. Fencing? No, but no, no. <laughs> that that was a fan service thing because well, in the right. TV show, there's an episode where everybody mm. goes crazy and he's going around fencing people. Yeah, it so. was practice for the lightsaber fights. That stop, too. stop, stop, <laughs> it stop. Pr- pretty much was. No, but I I was actually very impressed when they were on top of the drill because there See, was I, I didn't like really it. there was yeah. there was some really good shots where some really good shots that were in the in the distance Sulu was fighting one of the Romulan and then Kirk popped up out of nowhere and then they focused on Kirk and it was like just one still shot it was awesome yeah there were certain awesome. shots I agree it was awesome overall his his. He just, I don't think he framed the shots very well. You had a hard time telling, especially the inside the Romulan ship was it's very dark. Bad. Too dark. There was no frame of what, what is where, who's right. where. That was, that was a problem I did notice this time around is you didn't know where, where anything was that why are, it's, it seems it's a big ship, but is it that big? Oh, it was big. Uh-huh. It was <laughs> <see> that thing? <laughs> yes. The answer to your question is yes, it is that big. Really? Well, you did you watch it? It's you saw huge. it compared to the Enterprise, and the Enterprise is a big ship. I, well, I understand that, but it just it seemed like it was like Earth, like the size of Earth. 
Oh my god. Yeah, Earth too. Was that a Will Smith? (laughs) Welcome to Earth. Yeah, that was Welcome to Earth. Right. He doesn't even say no, Earth he does in say that Earth. movie. Yeah, I don't know where that came myth. from, but Dude. racism? No, well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I swear to God, he says "Welcome to Earth." No, he definitely says "Earth" with well. a th. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Really he's going with your Go, go back, go back and watch it. Like pull no, that clip I, up I'm on YouTube Matt. when we're done. I'm with Matt. He says "Earth." Okay. Well, well you know. Uh, oh what else? We, wait, what else? We got next poll. Does he say Earth or Earth? Yes, Is right. There, uh, we <laughs> talked about Spock and Kirk. Did any other characters stand out as bad or good? Simon Pegg, fantastic. Yeah, Montgomery Scott. And I think he I gets don't like better how they. The yeah, Simon too. Pegg. Yeah, he was oh. good. Simon Pegg is pretty favorites. much good in everything he does nowadays. God. I don't know. He's I, better than your accent. Uh, yeah. Well, that's probably right. <laughs> there, I, I, I was telling Mike he's got to stop saying boyo and start saying laddie. Yeah. Laddie. There, I think they underused Bones. In I, yeah, yes. I was trying to say that. They they turned Bones into a joke. He was the comic relief because of, of what incompetence Carl or whatever. Carl Urban is one of the strongest actors in the cast list. God. And they wasted him. Laddie. And they wasted him. What? Why uh, would what was the wasted? I don't. Maybe I'm Russian. Okay. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Here. I hate what they did to Bones. They turned him into a little comedy piece. Right. Yeah. I was uh, disappointed in Bones. I mean, he didn't do a bad job. They just no. yeah, used right. him. Absolutely. Because I think Carl Urban was probably the the. You know who I really liked? Uh, Bruce Greenwood. Is that his the actor's name? Who was uh, uh, Nero? No, Pike. Nero was good too. But yeah, Pike, uh, Captain Pike. I really liked him as Captain Pike in yes. this movie. Bruce Greenwood. Yes. Was it's, was Captain Pike? Is he part of the Star Trek universe other than the in, pilot episode? No, the pilot episode. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So interesting. The, he was the only the captain. He was in the, the pilot captain episode in the pilot, yeah. of the original series. And they replaced him with James Kirk. Why and now? Why on the well? Because. He that he was the, bad. The well, yeah, was bad. The, they the, got William Shatner. <laughs> people didn't like the pilot, so they just recast. The only thing kept the from Captain the pilot was uh, Spock. Spock, and he got promoted and more well, Vulcan. Like I think, they, and more Vulcan. He think, was yeah. He was like no, yeah, he, he was didn't. not uh, as emotionless what, in the pilot. What's her name? I think her name's like Nurse Chapel or something. I think she was in the pilot too, but she was a totally different character, really? if I remember right. So like it, basically, those are the only two that went from the pilot. But anyways, to the yes, Captain series. Captain Pine. So I liked him in this movie. I love how like this is has nothing to do with this film, but I love how instead of just recasting and using the same names, they were just like. Nah, same ship, but we just we got a different crew now. You know what I mean? Like, all right, I guess that that works, sort of. Anyway, anyway, yeah. What did all else we talk about? Uh, music. I like very good, the very music, good. The theme and all the music yep. in this movie, and the Beastie Boys. Yeah, I, I love that scene. I dude, love the that Beastie scene. Boys in. The, have you seen the? Third one, oh, I won't no. spoil third it. One. Oh man, dude! If, if you like oh, this man. one, you have to so see the third good. one. I have to then, because yeah. I, I really like this movie. This is top five. I this the third one will replace this. I am, think. Yeah, and my I opinion, love this the movie. third one is right. the best. By well, I don't want to say by far. It's by far better than the second one. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but do you think well, you don't like what's his name Benedict Cumberbatch? You think he had something to do with the second one, or is no. that just simply? No, I don't think it was him. I, I no. think Spark. I I liked him quite he a bit. He was fine in the movie. Yeah, uh, I actually like him in pretty much everything he's in. Uh, yeah, I don't get the. Hatred I actually, for him. I think I find the black mark on him. 
I think His that face. Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek, Star Trek into darkness. I think that he actually would have been a better choice for Spock than Zachary Quinto was because he he yes. looks a, he looks a little more like Leonard Nimoy, and I think he would have been able to portray that role a little I bit better. I think the problem with him in number two was that he was con. He was fine in the movie. You said that wrong. God, I'm not doing. Don't. It. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. Like as a as a villain for he the movie, he was fantastic. But I think the fact that they made him Khan is it just pissed off all yep. the Trekkie fans. Khan! Which <laughs> I'm not a Trekkie, so I didn't mind him as Khan. The, the thing that ruined his name. The, the, just the, keep saying Khan. I hate you, Mike. <laughs> the, the, the thing that ruined that movie for me was Kirk's magic blood. Yeah, like that's the that only movie was like not good. you take that part of it out and the movie's fine. We can have a review of the first and second one. Yeah, in this yeah. Podcast. that's fine. Um, <laughs> because the same universe. We you know it's not like we didn't talk about episodes four through six in yeah. Star Wars episode seven. That's yeah. true. You know what I mean? Yeah. The second one was more unnatural. It was more fan service, but in the second, I believe it was it was more unnatural. They were trying so hard to be the Wrath of Khan, while at the same time, God. <laughs> <sighs> while at the same time not being that movie, <laughs> the yeah. Wrath of He Who Shall Not Be Named. He Who Shall Not Be Named. I almost expected him to yell that. Um, I really just wanted to film the, the, the Wrath of Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, the Wrath of Voldemort. Uh, and it just Talk tried about way a crossover I want to see. Oh, jeez. I know, I, yeah, I, I know we're talking that. about the first one here, but just to go back and like we said, uh, we all seem to agree that they underused Bones in the first one, and the third one they use him way more. a lot better. And his Good. Spock is better. The third well, one is better in every way. Spock is better. Bones is more prevalent. Their relationship is more yeah, loud. See, that's be. what I was going to say. They're relate- yes. He was, he was Kirk's right-hand man. I mean, other than... Uh, Spock, but Bones was always the, right there making decisions yeah, with him. Yeah. The relationship was always supposed to be Bones' humanity and compassion, since he's a doctor, against the the stone-cold logic of Spock. That was yeah. the dynamic, and that was not present in this movie. It was not present no. in the second. In the third, finally, they get it right. right. Finally. That's good and Kirk is finally a captain. He is good. Maybe I'll have to end up seeing that one then cuz I had no interest. It's and it feels natural. This one is Better. actually a Star Trek movie, the third one I should say. It's still a summer movie, but it's yeah. more of a Star Trek movie. And I think a lot of that has to go with the fact that Simon Pegg helped write the movie. Yes. Simon, Simon Pegg is, wrote the thir- helped write the third. That's the one with the Cylons in it, right? <sighs> yeah. Can we talk about Simon Pegg for a minute? Like we, sure. we we briefly talked about him as as doing a great job as Montgomery Scott in this film, but in pretty much everything he does, mm-hmm. he does it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Simon. Like Pegg. I haven't seen the, the the last Mission Impossible, but I hear he's one of the pivotal pieces of that. Yeah, film. he he is because he was in the third one directed by J J Abrams, with a small part, and then they really expanded his role, and he's good, and they need it. Because aside from yeah, him, yeah, that yeah. movie would have been way yep. too serious. That he brings levity to to the movie, and uh, they need him. I think he's good at that. He he's a actually a good actor. Aside uh-huh. from being a good comedic actor, yeah. he can act. Well, just uh, look at a movie like Shaun of the Dead. That's a funny movie, but he's actually showing mm-hmm. emotions in that movie too, and putting some acting out there. 
you've got red on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Simon Pegg also has the best scene in the second movie, which is an awful movie. But just that whole comedic scene where he's running back and forth on the ship, trying. I don't remember exactly what's happening, but like it just oh, he's I running, and that's the whole thing. And yeah, it's like he's just he, they're running trying back to tip the boat over. Yeah. So he's running from one side, and then they all stop. <laughs> Essentially, that's what other. it is. But <laughs> uh, if you like Scotty in this movie, and you like this movie, I keep saying this. The third one. Let's see the third one. Yes. He is Scotty is a huge. We're huge building part of this the third, third one up. So I know, much, I know. And I don't in, want in a to. review of the first one, which I do love. This movie, right? Uh, I really do. I, I would. I just also don't want to get your hopes up because it is a great movie. And, like, had Shane told me all this before I seen it, I would have been like, oh, well, now I'm going to hate it. I still would have loved it. <laughs> but right. I just yeah. don't want you to be thinking it's a 10. No. It's not a 10, but it's still a good movie. It's this movie slightly. 9.5, Brent? No, I didn't say 9.5. 9.5. 9. 9. Um, 9.4 or 5. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we've, we've, we've talked about this movie a lot um, in episode one. Episode one of the Star oh, Trek. Geez. We're gonna call it Star Trek Episode One. Yep, pretty okay. much. Good. Uh, so, uh, before we get to re- re- reading it, I want to talk about my favorite scene, and it's probably my favorite scene in the past. I don't know, ten years. Is it Kobayashi Maru? Well, oh no! Darn it! No, is it? Let scene, me guess. Like let me guess. Scene. All right, we're all gonna go round table guess. Okay, here. goodness. <laughs> my guess is the bar scene. When yes. we meet Kirk. Yes. <laughs> there are four of us. You better go get more and make it a fair Favorite fight. Favorite <laughs> line yeah. in all of cinema I've seen in the past 10 years. Yes, I've I've had dreams where I use a line Really? Like that. <laughs> Your yeah. favorite line in all of cinema? In the past 10 years. In the past 10 years. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, you don't agree with That's my it's not favorite? Your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I don't... Ah. Get your own favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Matt. All right. Dude, all right. He says... <laughs> I don't know if you can see, but there are four of us and one he of you. He doesn't have a bad <laughs> yeah, It's accent. Arnold. It's Arnold. Arnold shows up. And no. Stallone's his partner. Yeah. Stallone no, and Arnold. That's, that's, the, that's the other guy, you know, the, oh. the meathead-looking one. No, I know, but he didn't have a... Okay. There are... Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but there are four of us and only one of you. And then Mickey and then, Mouse shows up. <laughs> and then Kirk is like... Okay, so go get some what? other guys. Well, he says, like, and the, he says, like, go get two more guys and it'll be a fair fight. Yeah, go get some more guys and it'll be a fair fight. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't have, I'm not, apparently I'm not a good That's your favorite scene in, the, in years? Yeah. That's hard to wrap my mind around. Yeah. <laughs> I just right. love that, dude. Because <laughs> I think it's the, he said line. I don't know if he necessarily Well, yeah, maybe scene. not scene. Definitely not scene. Because the whole but, scene is just then Captain right. Kirk and in his butt kicks. So. Yeah. Because, I mean, even in, in, in the, whipped. in the other pick that you had us vote on Guardians of the Galaxy you have the classic just a bunch of four five people standing in a circle a bunch of jackasses and that line I think is way better than this line in Star Trek it's not as badass as a line though no yeah. but it's it's a better line no and I think I don't know Kirk is just such a badass in this film yeah I do like him I like him as Kirk and I like how he has grown throughout the movies yeah, Chris Pine is becoming quicker and, than my and as an actor in right. general. Yes, See, I, I, and I, I was him. saying that, and I think that was mostly because of Hell or High Water and my high opinion of that. But he just does summer blockbusters. Like there, Hell or High Water is the first movie that he's actually had to show that extreme range. Uh, Finest Hours? No, I haven't. That, that's, that's one I want to see. But that's, that's kind of Disney. It it is. But he gives a good performance. Okay, so and B actor Ben Foster's in it. <laughs> He's not Thank B you. anymore. Oh yeah. yeah, B plus actor Ben Foster. I think A minus. A minus. <laughs> yeah, A minus Ben All Foster. Right. 
Uh, okay, so anything else you want to talk about Star Trek? I think we've I, covered it. Let's yeah, let's just get to rating. Um, I'm just you know I'm gonna tip the boat. Things are getting a little wonky up here. Things are <laughs> so wonky. These voices. Why? Oh, I don't know. I don't either. What nine. Did you, what? Are you, oh, you said nine. Nine. I didn't hear a thing you said. <laughs> yeah, I did. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine. Okay. God. Well, so it's a nine. This is gonna be the worst, worst episode to listen to. No, this is gonna be a great episode. <laughs> Well, okay, no, so, it can't be worse than the Iron Giant episode. No, that, I know. I listened painful. to that one. That's bad. It's <sighs> a bad episode. So, uh, Shane, hit me up with yours. Um, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, can I do Shane that? has can no I rating. That? That's an automatic pass. zero. Come back to me. Come back to me. You okay. can't pass. I just Brent, did. I'm starting a thing. Pass. No, <laughs> does anyone yeah, have all pass around back? <laughs> yeah. Shane, you can't just be last every time. Come on. I want to. Nope. No, we all pass. Yeah, there's elevator here. music till Shane has a score. <laughs> uh, right. I will give it. I'm going to give it 8.75. Because I do love this movie, despite its flaws. Right. Despite Spock, who's my, what one of my favorite characters of, of film or TV. Right. Uh, I was really disappointed in him. But as a, the movie as a whole, I absolutely love. So 8.75. Agree with everything he just said. I do, too. <laughs> I agree with what he said. <laughs> I mean, I, it's a movie I really enjoy and I like. I am disappointed with Spock and then them under-using Bones. But yeah. I still think this movie, it's a solid 8. Solid eight. I don't know if I can signify solid, so I'll just put eight. Solid. All right. So I'm not a Star Trek fan. Um, this movie does have problems. The directing isn't the best. Before before the, Matt goes, does he this is this movie? We'll do this after ratings. Go ahead, yes. Matt. I'm gonna give. I this, know what you're asking. Uh, yes. I, mean, uh, I know what you're asking too, and for me the answer is an emphatic no. But. I I don't know. This it's it's a fun movie, but it's not a great movie. See what it's, happens when Matt doesn't have blinders on. It's a 7. This movie's a 7. Okay. What what's up, Aaron? Uh, what did I give Star Wars since we're going to be getting into this? Oh my god. Are we going to get it? Do we have to get into this? We have we to. Do. We don't Star have Trek to. and Star this Wars. That is forever going to be debate yeah. since Star so Wars I gave came Star out. Wars we're going to settle it. Yeah. We're going to give the final answer based on votes. I give Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to solve this for everyone. This is, this is one-sided. <laughs> That's not fair. All right. <laughs> I give this movie if Star Wars was a 675, this is a 7. It I so hate J.J. Abrams. He's terrible, and there were, I think, probably over six million lens flares in this movie. Way too many lens yes. flares. I yeah. will say that. The directing uh, was That knocked it down a little and bit. And on top me. of that, my only exposure to Star Trek is the original series. That's all I know of these characters, and these are barely shadows of those characters. That's, you haven't even seen Wrath of Khan? No, I haven't oh, seen God. anything other than the original Khan! <laughs> you did that. You I, said I don't know why I did that. He's not a right away. He's like, oh no. I, oh, no. I might not have caught it had he not said oh God. So, <laughs> I, a seven. It's a seven. It's not the greatest. It's a summer blockbuster that's nah. not really a Star Trek movie. It's a Star Trek movie for a new generation and I don't like it. But it's it. a 
upper scale summer block. It's not like Transformers level. No, dumb. it's not Michael Bay. It's J.J. Abrams. It's, <laughs> there, it's there, half a step higher. There were some very Michael Bay-esque shots. Well, that's because it's J.J. Yeah. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is Disney's yes-man version of Michael Bay. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know, that's cool. all I got. Uh, so 7.95 is the average cumulative score. <laughs> what was Star Wars? Oh, golly. I think the score on Star Wars 7. is one of, those, one of the ones right. that Star Wars so might be So now we settle in. it for the whole world. Final answer. We decide which one was better, this or Episode 7. The this. reboot of Star Trek this. or the reboot of Star Wars. This. <laughs> Star, this. Star Trek, uh, yeah. I gave Star Wars a 6.75, and I've said that the more I think about it and the more times I've seen it, I hate it more and more. That movie is below a five for me. It's probably I, a four or three. I think a this, lot of these Star movies, Trek is so much better. Yes, it is. I think a lot of these movies, the scores will change once we actually yeah. go through and look at it and be like, okay, well, I gave this movie that. Right. I got to give this movie right. that because it's not as good, but I gave it the same score. So what Brent is saying is nothing is set in stone except for the fact that that's, we just decided yep, Star Wars is well, better than Star, no, Star, Star Trek. Star Trek is better than Star Wars. Sorry. And, well, remember... Magic Mike episode, you said Magic Mike was set in stone, your number one favorite. That too. Those right. are the two things. The two things. The two concrete <laughs> set in stone Absolutely. absolutes of this world. Magic Mike is number one, and this Star Trek's better than episode seven of Star Wars. And, right. you know, it, it, and it's okay to be wrong, Shane. There's <laughs> nobody, right. nobody's going <laughs> to yeah, get you're right. mad you're at wrong. you. Yeah. You're no. wrong, and it's okay. We no. forgive you. All right. So I'm in the right here. 7.95 <laughs> uh, from, or for Star Trek, rather. Uh, next week, we're going to be bringing you a review of Brent Hit It With Us. Oh, uh, well, this movie's been on my... Uh, <laughs> hit It With Us? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just start... Brent, I think what he meant to say was, hit us with it. Nah, <laughs> I said what I meant. <laughs> okay, well, this movie has been on my queue on Netflix for a long time, and I haven't watched it, so I'm giving my ex- myself an excuse to have to watch it, and the movie is Odd Thomas. Yeah, odd Thomas. <laughs> Need help? <laughs> Are you going to be able to read this one, I, Mike? I don't know, man. Sound it out. We're right here for you. Ode to Mas. Ode to From 2013, hour 40 minutes long. It's a comedy horror fantasy film. And it's got Chekhov in it. And it's got Pavel Chekhov. Uh, in a California desert town, a short order cook with clairvoyant abilities encounters a mysterious man with a link to dark threatening forces uh written and directed by stephen summers stephen summers whatever dude. what <laughs> stephen summers he's the guy that did the mummy movie oh, okay. oh. i picked this i'm excited because i picked this as a gem of the week a long time ago a lot of episodes back and this yeah. is definitely yeah. because anton yelkin is very good in this yeah but it's definitely uh the same type of feel as the mummy so Oh, see, I, I was going to ask you if it would compare to John Dies at the End because it kind of sounds similar, and I liked John Dies at the End, um, but I did not like The Mummy. So we'll see. Uh, no, it's nothing like John. It's not an acid right. trip. Oh, John Dies at the End was not good. But this is, <laughs> this is a, I don't know, it feels like this. it's a fun movie. I think The Mummy, by the way, is one of my mom's. Like <laughs> top five. Oh, can we please do a top five oh from your mom with no, Tremors, what? the Mummy? You know what? <laughs> can we please do that? Ice Spiders. I am looking at this, and I think Tremors and the Mummy are on my mom's top five too. So if my mom and your can mom we just got do together, a mom oh top God, five, yes. dude, I'm, I might like 
throw in an extra top five from my mom next week because that would be amazing. Tell just her, to tell hear. her the, the Tremors series is just one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she can't do all the Tremors. Movies. Right. All right, so yeah, look for Odd Thomas uh, next week as well as a review of Hell or High Water. Um, and at this point in the show, we want to say follow us on Twitter at Nothing Real, as well as on Facebook at Nothing But Real Reviews and more. We are also streaming on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts. That's an amazing thing about a podcast. We're on podcast sites. Great news as well. You know what, guys? Everybody's shaking their head. <laughs> But you know, because so ties your jokes, man. It's like you say them thinking they're, they're the not greatest jokes. thing that ever. That was just like a, I don't know what that I, was where a I'm. Fact. It was a quip. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with it. So I just kind of my <laughs> mouth just kind of goes and I just follow it. You maybe, know? maybe you should think before you speak, Mike. Uh, dude, why do you think I have, su- have such bad luck with the ladies? Because <laughs> of your face. Well, that too. <laughs> Great news, face. though. We actually have a domain purchased and a website in the works officially. Uh, nothing but real reviews.com is what it will be, but there's nothing up currently, so don't go there right now. Or if you're listening later in the future, let's go there. So, <laughs> oh, God. at the time of this recording, the website is not ready yet, right. is what he's trying to say. Thanks, dude. As of September 4th, right. 2016. Yes. So that's the date. Star date. Star date. <laughs> Star 9 date. 4 16. Whatever day Thursday is, I don't. Anyway, I so. Don't know. Check us out. Get a hold of us. Uh, send us an email at podcast at nothingbutrealreviews.com. That one does work. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know of a movie you want us to review. Also, if you want to be a guest reviewer on our show, let us know a movie that you uh, would like to review with us, and, and we will see $20. if we could work it into the mix. Uh, you will have to get here on your own, though. We aren't gonna. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna fetch a cab for you or anything like that. If you're outside of the U.S., <laughs> we're not paying for airfare. But also, if you're in the U.S., we're not paying for airfare. <laughs> Point is, we have no money. Right. Figure it out. Exactly. So, yes, let us know. Uh, we might have some guest reviewers in the future. So, that's awesome. End the show. Tell your friends. Let's go. But inconspicuously. Through the window. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Okay, that's it. Where are you guys? I'm going home. Game over, man. Game over. What are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Good night. And good luck. Thanks for listening to another episode of Nothing But Real Reviews and More. Remember to like us on Twitter and Facebook, and subscribe and rate on iTunes. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.